Welcome to the Obsessed with Real Estate show. I am your host, Alana George, and I am obsessed with real estate. I have an amazing show for you today, all about VAs. I'm so excited. All about virtual assistants. I should probably break that down. If you've thought about getting a virtual assistant or haven't thought about getting any help in your business, or maybe you have a virtual assistant and you want to take it to the next level, hire another, create more time for yourself, scale your business. These are all reasons to listen to today's episode. We go into the cost, how it works, how to hire one, and what kind of tasks you can even delegate to a virtual assistant. I have the amazing Mary Cabrera on the show today with Virtual Assistant Portal PH. And today we talk about hiring virtual assistants in the Philippines. So I don't know about you. There was a lot of questions I had prior to hiring my first virtual assistant in the Philippines, including language barrier, time change issues, how to navigate all of these, how to even hire, where do you even find somebody? This is like kind of scary hiring somebody so far away for some reason. But anyways, we address all of those items in our show today. Before we hop into the show, I just want to give you one cool thing that happened to me recently, and then just a minor update with real estate. So one, I was on my way to dinner in Los Gatos the other night, meeting a friend, and my husband and I were waiting for a parking spot. And the car backed out and another car swooped in and took the spot. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. It's super frustrating. We were waiting for a long time, kind of at an awkward angle, but there wasn't a better way to do it. And another car came, we were waiting for them to pass. They, they followed the car that backed out and they just pulled right in. So frustrated, right? My husband gave a little beep. The car backed all the way out gave us this hand gesture like, oh, were you waiting for this parking spot? And we're like, yeah. And it took off and went and found a different parking spot. And I just couldn't believe it. I've never seen that happen. Usually we give a honk and then we have to go find something else. And we kind of glare at them as we're all both walking across the parking lot. And that's not what happened. The car literally pulled all the way into the parking spot. We beeped. It pulled all the way back and then took off. I was like, so surprised, but so impressed with humanity. And there's just so much goodness out there that doesn't get reported. And these little like things like this that don't get talked about, they don't happen as often. People are inherently good. I feel like there's so much good in the world. And when you watch the news, there's just so much negativity and that's what sells, right? So I just wanted to share this little story that happened. I was like floored. Both my husband and I are like, did that just happen? Wow. It was great. It was a wonderful parking spot. I had the two kids. It was great. I got to park in the front row and this person was like super appreciative. They found a different spot, walked across the parking lot. And the whole time I'm like, oh my God, you are a saint. That was the nicest thing ever. So I just wanted to share that. Update personal portfolio wise, I am finally refinancing the fourplex. I'm in the middle of a DSCR loan, debt service coverage ratio loan, which is a bit of a, if you haven't listened to the show before where we talked about it or you're unfamiliar, it's kind of like a hybrid loan between a commercial and residential. It's not as based on my income. It's based on the rental income of the fourplex. And it's, I think we have to cover it by one and a quarter of what the mortgage is. Thing is a cash cow in Northeast Ohio. I'm not worried about the debt service coverage ratio. 
if anything, I'm just nervous about what it's going to appraise for. So the appraiser just came out and I, that was a bit annoying to, is to set that up. That's probably something that I should outsource. Bing, light bulbs going off. <laughs> Having to coordinate the appraiser to come out with the four tenants was kind of annoying. And there's a lot of back and forth with that scheduling. Anyways, he went out there. There's not a lot of fourplexes that have sold in that area. The last one was 400, but I haven't seen anyone, anything like that recently. That was probably like in the beginning of the year. So this is already August. So we will see. That's kind of what's what I'm waiting on. I'm a little bit nervous about it. I'm so glad that's not my job is to find the evaluation for this building. I'm just gonna trust uh, the appraiser's ability. And then if I don't like it, maybe I'll just hire another appraiser. We'll see. So that is in process and very excited. Once we get that refinance, we'll be in a position to look for our next purchase. So yay, yay, yay. And uh, more, more real estate is my goal. Everything I do, I eat, breathe, sleep, and think about buying more real estate. So this is very exciting for me. And I will keep you updated on that. With that, let's hop into our show and talk with Mary Cabrera about all things virtual assistant. Great. I have Mary Cabrera here with Virtual Assistant Portal PH. Welcome and thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you so much. It's my pleasure to have on your show right now. So I'm very, very excited. <laughs> so good, yeah, good. thank you so, so much for talking First question, it's about 10 30, 11 a.m. here recording. What time is it there in the Philippines? Actually, we are already 1.54 in the morning. So midnight here. Oh my here God. Hours. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 1.54 in the morning. It's nearly 2 a.m. and you look amazing and you're a chipper. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love it. I just have to get that out of the way because there's a huge time difference between here and the Philippines. And I really appreciate you coming on. Because I would not look like that at 2 a.m. <laughs> I'd be snoring in my bed. So, or with my with my hair in a bun and a mess. So thank you so much for making time for the show. You and I met when when I was shopping for virtual assistants. I shared on the show and on my Instagram, right? I had this huge journey of finding somebody to replace my previous stateside VA. And I ended up going through your company. I ended up interviewing about 13 people and companies. Mm -hmm. I went probably uh, yeah. forward, but when I met yeah. you, it just clicked. I felt like there was a connection there. You understood me. You were the founder of this business, as opposed to a lot of times I was just talking to somebody in sales when it was like a hiring service, right? So mm -hmm. I there's a lot of different types of VAs, which we can also go over, but yours is like more of a staffing agency and you were very passionate and I appreciated that. And then you ended up connecting me with two VAs whom I ended up hiring and it's going great. I love them. Wonderful workers and women. And so thank you for that. But I knew I had to have you on my show because a lot of people ask the same questions about virtual assistants and they're interested, but there isn't a source for this information. So you amazing Mary, why don't you start us off with your journey in starting this company and what really inspired you 
how did you get here? Yeah, so actually, it's a great question. I started my career as a virtual assistant myself. So I think that's the reason why we clicked together on the first meeting that we had. Because I already know the ins and outs of the business. And it's one of the benefits of hiring VA on our portal because I experienced how to be a virtual assistant and at the same time I am now an entrepreneur so at least I know how to help the clients when it comes to managing their VA and also to match them and then actually I started with a property client in UK so we handled 74 properties way back then so that was almost eight years ago time flies wow. <laughs> so yeah and Yes, I have a team of IVAs that time. So at least we can cover the 24-7 support. So it's like an Airbnb type of business. So we do the guest communication like that. And then we started, me and my client, we started doing Facebook Live. And then she just introduced me. So at least the, the client will know the benefits of having a VA. And then from there, the funny thing is <laughs> during the um live show, of course, it's live, so the clients will just put whatever questions that they have there. And then after that, they wanted to hire me. <laughs> so everybody wanted to hire me that time. So my client, she's a girl, you know, us girls, she's very jealous that time. She put a long rant on her social media and she told everyone, I introduced my VA to you, not for you to hire her, but for us to tell you the benefits of having the VA. So I told her what, you should take advantage of this opportunity. So you should remove that post and why not we create we create our own outsourcing firm together. So at least I can provide you VA and then she can provide me clients. So we started from there. And then actually I was initiated the end-to-end -end process of the outsourcing part. She's just literally giving me the clients. And then I started with shortlisting, interview process, and then onboarding process, even the document. So we sit down to have, uh, at least we can produce job description template, onboarding templates like that. It's a collaboration. But then again, the end-to-end -end process, <clears throat> I created that myself. And then from there, pandemic happened. She decided to sell the company to me. And then I have another business partner because it's hard if you don't have any connections in UK. So I have another business partner because it still needs to be registered in UK because it is Viva Club UK. And then from there, I expanded here in the Philippines. And right now, we are really growing rapidly worldwide. And I'm really happy. So from having two outsourcing firms, I already have another business, which is a coaching business. So I am now a coach. I am passing my knowledge to my fellow Filipinos. At least they can be successful in this field as well. And then right now, I already have 3,024 VAs. And we are continuously growing. Yes, because we have different courses as well. And then from there, I'm also a digital marketing consultant here in the Philippines. That's why I put up my own digital marketing agency. I have my own accounting firm. And yesterday, I launched my call center. So that's what's keeping me busy right now. And that's where my journey starts. <laughs> but I owe most of this to my VA because I don't know everything and I can't do everything on my own. So it all comes down with working with the right people to help you scale up. Okay, time out. <laughs> I'm trying to write <laughs> all of those job titles that you said. Okay, so you have the virtual assistant, Portal PH. That's the company of connecting 
virtual assistants with people who need virtual assistants, right? That's how we met. You also are an educator and you're training VAs on how to be better VAs, how to serve better. Yes, yes, yes. Actually, we help them to equip with the knowledge when it comes to different tools because, you know, technology is very fast. So we need to keep up with different tools. And also we offer a weekly counseling just in any case there's their VA who was overwhelming with the kind of tasks or with the clients like that. So we offer moral support as well and how to deal with burnouts like that so at least we can add value to the VAs because if we add values to the VA then they can also give value to their clients so yeah it's an ongoing support on my end that is amazing and definitely a female touch to this that I hadn't heard in other staffing agencies that I was interviewing that they actually provided support to the VAs to be stronger and to be better and to deal with <laughs> stressful situations, clients, yeah. right? So that is really cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. So then tell me about this digital marketing company that you also started. What is that? Yes, I actually handled big companies here in the Philippines. I'm their digital marketing consultant. That's why I thought of having my own digital marketing agency because there are clients who don't want to manage VA or don't know how to manage VA. So at least I am spearheading the team and I will just be the one to outsource, for example, managing social media because there are times that, you know, the clients are very busy. They don't want to give clear instructions with a VA and the, the tendency is it will not work between them. So that's why I, I created this agency in order for me to also give opportunity to those VA who's who are not good when it comes to interviews but when it comes to output they're very very good because I am the one who's spearheading the thing so I will be the one to have the client meeting and then the task I will just outsource it to the VA to my team so yeah at least everyone will have opportunity (laughs) yes yeah I can definitely see that because even going through the interview rounds right these are 2 a.m., 3 a.m. meetings for these VAs, (laughs) and this is not their first language, and they're put on the spot a lot of times, and it's like if you don't perform well in an interview, right, that's like they're so much vested in that, but maybe they're amazing at what they do, and you're still able to give them work, so you're just creating opportunities right and left, and I love that about you and this service, so tell me a bit more about this call center that you started I'm sure I have a lot of people that would be interested in that. What is that? Yes, because in UK, there are property or service accommodation operators that only has one property and there's no lots of tasks to do for the VA. So that when it comes to guest communication, we don't know the exact numbers of hours um, that we can consume. And also there's no exact time that the guests will message us. So that's why I thought of having my own call center. So at least we can cover 24-7 support per ad hoc task. So at least there will be no idle time for the VA as well. So yeah, wow. that's why I put up my SA call center type of business. And I also have my second floor. <laughs> I just maximize the equipment and also the opportunity that I have right now. That's amazing. So call center is in incoming calls, like maybe for property management. Yes. Sign calls. Okay. That is really cool. All great tools mm-hmm. for 
growing and scaling a business, right? So on this show, it caters towards real estate investors. And I talk to a lot of investors that have VAs already, whether they're happy with them or not. And I talk to a lot of people that want to hire VAs. So why don't you take us through what the hiring process with your company looks like? Yeah, so I simplified everything because I know that we are very, very busy. That's why you can hire your VA as early as four days on our portal. So it's a done for you package wherein we will be the one to shortlist the candidates based on the client's requirement. And then because we will be receiving an automated job description template. So at least we will know the exact VA that you're looking for. And then once we have the document back, just give us at least three days to shortlist. Because as I mentioned, I have a coaching business. So I already have my own portal of VA. Before, I used to do random hiring. But the downside is that I don't know them. Everyone can put anything on their CVs. <laughs> That's why when you train the VA, you know their capabilities, you know their skills, you can see their actual output. So at least on our own portal, we already segmented or filtered the VA. For example, we have social media, we have property, we have real estate VAs, we have web developers. So whenever a client is looking for a specific role for the VA, we will just pull it out on the portal. And then, of course, we will ask the VA for their availability as well. We don't want to give them multiple clients and then compromise the quality of work. So after three days, you will have the opportunity to interview the VA. You can ask as many questions as you'd like. So you can get to know the person. It will be via Zoom and it will also be recorded. So just in any case, you have business partner. You wanted to show them the interview before you decide who you want to work with. At least, you know, you can have a brainstorming. And then on the fourth day, if you're decided, on the fourth day, my marketing manager will be the one to discuss about the comprehensive non-disclosure agreement. And also my marketing manager will help the client to set up some tools, like for example, LastPass for your password sharing. So you can share access without revealing the actual password. Trello board or Asana or Notion or whatever project management that you wanted to have or to use. What else? Clockify for the time tracker, VOIP service. So at least the VA can have a US number, a virtual US number that they can do both inbound and outbound. So yeah, you can have your VA ready as early as four days. Wow. That's impressive. And <laughs> I really appreciated the template for the job description where I was just able to go in and change it because thinking about hiring on my own without going through like you or a similar service, like having to come up with a job description was kind of like, that's a VA job, right? <laughs> to me, that's a heavy task. That's something that's going to make me sit down, really think about it. And it's taking away from the other tasks I could be doing. So the fact that you already had a template for that and that you set up the interviews, it was so easy. And I appreciated that. Let's see. There's so many questions that I have for you and I want you to share with the people listening. I mentioned a lot of our listeners are real estate investors. I also have a lot of listeners that are real estate agents. Who do you find are hiring the most VAs? Actually, we cover different kind of industries. So not just in the property side, but we also have clients who are on e-commerce, who are on Merger and acquisition for coaches. It may be a life coach, fitness coach, marriage coach, like that. 
So we also have doctors. So we cover every industry. And I think the most outsourced role right now is social media bookkeeping as well and also the executive assistant. Because it's for the executive assistant side, it's just an easy task, but it's really time-consuming, especially lead generation. But it is the one of the most important tasks because it generates more cash flow for us business owners. And for those on property side, it's very helpful that you will have your own VA because it's a collaboration between you and the VA. So at least your VA will be the one to do the time-consuming task so you can focus more on income-generated one. So yeah. Absolutely. And I've heard this said multiple times, right? In books like Who Not How, as well as all of these books that talk about scaling, outsourcing, and delegating. I like to think of it like what tasks feel heavy. And I've just mentioned that what seems like it gives me energy to do and what takes away my energy. And those items that feel heavy or take away my energy are definitely things that I need to delegate and outsource as well as looking at all of the tasks that we're doing in our business and really narrowing it down to what are the most important tasks that only I can do, right? Yeah. So the more I delegate, the more I see that I don't have to be doing all of these things. What I like about my VAs that I had hired is they're also their own thinkers. When I say, please do this, I don't have to spell it out right? Of like where to find this information. I don't have to train them on the programs. They kind of just go. And I love that, right? As a business owner, as a mom, please, if I delegate something, just take it and run. If it's in the wrong direction, I will let you know, but just get going. I will be the bottleneck of this for sure if you let me. So I love that about the VAs that I hired. And it's probably because you've already trained them. So Speaking of different industries and different abilities, why don't we jump into the biggest question that I hear, well, maybe the second biggest, we'll get to the next one, is what can I have them do? How can they help me? What kind of tasks can I delegate to a virtual assistant? Yeah, actually, I created a a free game. It is called 101 tasks that you can outsource to your VA. It's 101 list of tasks per industry as well, of course. Because in different industries, we require different set of skills for the VA. For the real estate, the VA can help you with managing your email, your calendar, setting up and viewing for the properties. They can help you to create brochures. What else? They can also help you to do cold calling as well. Also for the bookkeeping side, they can help you to manage your accounts, doing reconciliation, profit and loss. And what else? So maybe more of operations and then marketing side wherein other business owners should have a strong social media presence because everyone is online right now. And that's why there are clients who are very traditional. So they don't believe in social media. But for me, because of social media, we were able to meet. Yeah. (laughs) It's very costly. I think that that's what I did. I think I just searched like hashtag virtual assistant or something like that. And your page came up. And so that's how we were able to connect because if somebody has, this is what I was thinking, if I'm looking to hire somebody to help me with my social media presence, I should be able to find them on social media. 
right? Yeah, and I also thought maybe on how to use specific hashtags as well. Because, you know, in every industry, we have the same business model. So it all comes down with using the right hashtags, SEO-wise, using the right keywords in order for you to at least be visible to the potential clients. And also one of the most outsourced tasks apart from the social media and the admin side is doing the repurposing the content. So for example, you have a YouTube account, nearby you can cut the long video, the one hour video into snippets. So at least you can have reels on your IG or on your Facebook. And also if you have a podcast, so they can create a nice audiograph for the teasers or just the ordinary post. So yeah, so those are kind of tasks that are most outsourced right now. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And document that you had created 101 tasks you can outsource to your VA was really valuable. I know this like episode seems like a whole plug for your company and I don't (laughs) mean it to be. This is mostly a plug and an educational on virtual assistance in the Philippines or virtual Mm -hmm. assistance in general, because I do believe in outsourcing with everything that we're trying to achieve and raise families Mm -hmm. and take care of households. There's just a lot on our plates day to day. So just outsourcing in general and delegating, I'm a super big fan of, and I've been getting better and better at it. But so I know this might feel like a commercial for your company. (laughs) It's not, I swear. But that document that you gave me, the 101 tasks was really helpful because I already have, I use Asana. So I see what I'm generally doing day to day, but looking at that, it kind of expanded my brain. And what am I not thinking of? What could I add to my business as well as take off my plate? That was really cool. So for anybody listening or watching, where could somebody get a hold of that document for themselves? I'm giving the free guide to every client that or every leads that we already have client meeting with. So I always tell this to my clients. I am more than happy to give the free guides, the 101 list of tasks and also the list of tools as well. And I hope they find it useful regardless if they will sign up or not. I'm happy to help everyone. So send it to every client who wanted to have that list via email. Okay, so somebody would send it to you or send you an email or meet with you one-on-one and then that's how they can get this document. Does that sound right? Yes. Before it used to be on my website, (laughs) but then when it is downloaded to my website, I don't have that opportunity to meet the client on a client meeting. (laughs) Okay. So then we'll just tell everyone, stick to the end of the episode so that you can hear how to contact Mary because I'm sure everybody's brains are turning on what they could delegate today. What is it on their plate right now that they don't want to do that maybe they were supposed to do yesterday or the day before that, or they know they need to create a social media presence, but they don't know what to do. They don't know how to do it. Right. So all of these things race through our minds all the time. How can we be better? How can we get the things done that we don't want to do ourselves? So we've gone over the training that you provide to the VAs, Some frequently asked questions. And if you're not comfortable answering this, let me know. But I did post on my story on Instagram asking, what what do you want to know? What do do people want to know about virtual assistants, especially in the Philippines, hiring overseas? And one of the biggest questions was cost, right? So 
we're recording this on Tuesday, August 15th and 2023. So the going rate right now, if you wanted to share that you could, otherwise we'll just cut this segment. <laughs> yeah, so the average pay of a VA is at least $4 per hour. So it can be higher, but it can't be lower than that because the VAs that we have are already trained. And yeah, so it can be 4 to $6 per hour, depending on the role as well and for the experience as well of the VAs. Because sometimes if you already work for five years, the VA will be the one to set their salary expectations. That's amazing. As far as a cost perspective, looking at US dollar to what is the Philippine peso? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Peso. Okay. And when I was interviewing for virtual assistants, obviously the US based virtual assistants were more expensive. We have a higher cost of living. I respect that. I understand that. I had my US-based VA for probably three years and she was amazing. When I interviewed other, what is hiring agencies or connectors like you, I saw that they took a lot larger middle. So a lot of times it was a higher rate per hour. So anybody listening, definitely shop around if you're interviewing for a VA, because there's all different price models. There's all different requirements. I was surprised by the differences from company to company. And there's even staffing agencies like yours, but US-based, which I thought was interesting. But I also had to commit to X amount of hours per week or month, which felt nerve wracking for me at the prices that they were offering. So there's so many business models for virtual assistants, it can be overwhelming. So I really think that just interviewing multiple, if you're listening to this and wanting to hire, interviewing multiple to see what fits with you, what in your business and your hours and your lifestyle. So that being said, some, some of the other frequently asked questions were, is, is the time difference an issue or a barrier with hiring? What have you seen? Regarding time difference, actually, we are working during our client's time zone because it's more efficient if you are both awake, especially when you have questions. So, and when the tasks are more into customer-facing role, especially when you need to call someone. So it should be during the client's time zone. And here in the Philippines, majority of us work in a BPO. So we already got used working like this <laughs> during night and we are sleeping during the day. It's not that big of a problem for the VAs to work on our time zone because they're kind of already used to it. Because for me, it felt like, oh, that was like... I. I felt like I was asking them to do something above and beyond because I think of myself working those hours, but it sounds like that's not a big deal to them. No, no, it's not a big deal because it's work. And also, as I mentioned, it's more effective as well, not just being efficient, but also effective as well when you can respond as soon as possible to your client's needs. So, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Glad that's not a big deal. Have you yeah. found... What have you seen as far as like the language barrier? Regarding language, majority of us, since we already work in a BPO, so we are well-versed when it comes to communicating with different foreign clients. And I'm out right uh, there. What do, what do you mean by BPO? Call centers. Oh, so, okay. 
different nationalities and we Filipinos are very polite by nature so language is not an issue with us yeah oh okay <laughs> it might be a silly question is English taught in schools there Yes, but it is not it is not a major subject here in the Philippines, but they are pushing it to, to at least have it at least an hour or two every day. So at least we can practice more English because it is already an era wherein we can go abroad. So it's very important if you know how to speak in English and also how to understand English as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the majority of the VAs that you have in your company speak English proficiently. That's not something that you screen yes. for. Yes, yes. Majority of them are they can communicate very well in English. Okay. That's another question that I get. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen any cultural differences play out in in the VA relationships that have caused difficulties or questions? Actually, there's a lot. I saw a lot of differences, especially when it comes to clients that have different beliefs and different way of managing people. But for me, as long as you both respect each other, so you should know their culture and the client should also respect the culture of their VA. So I think there's no problem with that, especially when it comes to religion. We have holidays here in order for us to at least celebrate the, the, the religion that we have. Like, for example, Christmas and the clients are more than happy to have their VA on leave ju- during those times because those are the times that we have the time to spend with our family. And when it comes to work, I think it's all comes down of respecting each other. So at least there will be no issues when it comes to different culture and beliefs. <laughs> Is there anything that you wish? What's that? <laughs> particular yeah anything in particular that you want somebody that you would want somebody to know about the Philippine culture that isn't obvious or something that people are getting wrong actually there are clients who doesn't want their VA to have on leave during Lenten season so for Catholics so we have Lenten season if you're religious it's very important for you to to celebrate that kind of event Mm -hmm. so yeah some of the clients, they just told the VA just to work because it's not part of the calendar, the holiday calendars on their end. So because there's no Lenten season there. So that's one of the particular things that I noticed, but not all. So it's like, it's very, it's not very usual, but I saw okay. lo- some of the clients, you know. I did notice that. In the job template description that you sent me, it listed the holidays that were expected to be given off, which is great because there was a few on there I've never heard of. (laughs) Oh, okay, sure. Have that off. Just remind me because I've never, it's not one that is on our calendar. So that was really interesting. And I could see that being an issue of like, okay, it's not important to me. So it's not going to be in it's not going to be respected. I could definitely see that as being an issue with some people that are of different culture. So thanks for sharing that. You already kind of touched on data security with LastPass, where we can Mm -hmm. use that 
program to share passwords without the passwords actually being seen. What kind of security measures are taken with such sensitive information? When you're hiring somebody outside of the country and you're giving them access to your business, which is like your baby, what can we expect as far as security and safety? How do I know I'm not just handing over the keys to everything I own and to somebody who's going to take it and run? Yes, actually, it's very daunting to hire someone offshore because you don't know how to trust them. <laughs> you don't know how to trust your business, your sensitive information. So apart from having LastPass as a tool, I also have my own attorney. So I hired my own corporate lawyer. She's the one who, who drafted the non-disclosure agreement. So at least, you know, it is aligned with data privacy in U.S., in Philippines, and also GDPR in U.K. Because I wanted the, every client that will be secured, as well as my VAs as well, because data privacy is very serious. And that's why on the later part of the document, you can see that we can file legal action to the VA just in case there will be data breach. And for the past seven years, we still don't have that issue. And hopefully not in the future. <laughs> but at least you can have that security that we can file because we have different jurisdiction because we're living in different countries. If you hired someone from other outsourcing, for example, and they don't have a corporate lawyer and something happened with your data, they shared information, they shared your training materials, you don't know how to file actions because you're living on different countries. So that's why on virtualassistantportal.ph, at least we can file it in here because we signed a document in here as well. I love that. That's a lot of peace of mind and it definitely made me feel a little bit more secure. It definitely feels like I'm still taking a risk, but mm -hmm. sometimes risks are involved. So mm -hmm. speaking a bit about legal legalities, and this is something, maybe it's a question for myself that I'm asking. <laughs> Tax-wise, right? I know when I hired somebody in in the States, right? Like 1099, she was working for other people as a VA. So that, that's our terminology for she's an independent contractor, right? How does this get treated being that I'm paying somebody overseas now? Do you have any insight on that? Yeah, actually, there's no tax implications because we are independent contractors. So we are just providing services to our clients. So there's no tax implication. Mm -hmm. But as a Filipino here in the Philippines, we are paying our own taxes. It will not be shouldered by the client, but we as a Filipino citizen, we need to file our own taxes here. And also just to enjoy the, the privilege. You can buy a car, you can buy a house if you are paying taxes. <laughs> so, yeah. Because it's of the requirement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it probably would be treated the same, right? Because you're not an employee. So this could be a question for my CPA is, is there a difference? 1099, right? How do I show that as an expense on the business, right? Because I want to write mm -hmm. this off that I'm paying somebody for their services. So it looks like I need to ask my CPA just to make sure it's the same form, you know, that yeah. to give to the, to the virtual assistant. So let's see. Mm -hmm. Another question that I was asked to ask you was 
in the Philippines in general, how is the internet connection? Is it the same as here where we can pretty much get it everywhere? Tell me, tell me a bit about the internet service providers. How reliable is that? Before, there's a lot of typhoon, right? So sometimes if it's just a heavy rain, sometimes there's an issue with when it comes to internet. But right now, since technology changes, we already have fiber internet. So there's no issues with connections. But sometimes there are things that beyond our control. Even in UK, there are times that <laughs> before I have this live Zoom meeting with a client and then suddenly she disappeared because there's no internet connection on her end. It's in London. But <laughs> if you can imagine, so it happens everywhere, not just in the Philippines. But right now, our internet already speed up and also it is more reliable than ever because I think because during the pandemic, everything is online. So they upgraded it as well. So yeah. Okay, that makes and sense. Also we have, yes, and also we have a backup internet as well. I always tell this to my VA to have your phone. At least you can have a hotspot and in mm -hmm. order for you to at least connect whenever you go. Wonderful. I love that. Yeah. Always be connected. I definitely have connection issues here in the mountains. I've shared this. I live in the Santa Cruz mountains. It seems like there's always a natural disaster right around every corner. I'm working on getting my Starlink set up. I have yet to do so. I haven't figured it out, but we're working on it. And so I, I sh share that struggle big time. What would you say would make a successful VA relationship? If you had any tips, what have you seen in your experience besides respect? <laughs> that goes without saying that's every single relationship you have, right? It should be full of respect, mutual respect. But what have you seen really work between a client and their virtual assistant for longevity, for production? Tell us the secrets. Actually, there's no secret. <laughs> yeah, aside from having trust with your VA and the VA trust the client, the main part on how to make this effective for both of you and have a long-term relationship is you will need to have an open communication. Mm -hmm. I always tell my VAs that it's okay to ask. Rather than, you know, doing it on your way and then suddenly there's an issue. So I told them that it's okay to ask, especially if you already exerted your effort. So you already done all the efforts that you can by being resourceful, but answers are not on Google or YouTube. So you need to have an open communication with the client, especially when it comes to tasks. The client will only require the VA to work one hour for this particular task, but it can't be done in an hour. So you need to tell the client that, can I extend just for another 30 minutes? But Because it is really not possible. Because if you will not open that to the client, the tendency is they might think that it's only for an hour, you know, and then on your end, you will be underpaid because the extension of time, of course, they don't know. <laughs> so they will not pay you on the extended hours. But on yourself, you will feel very pity that you're working longer than the client's expecting you to work. So for me, it all comes down with having clear communication with the client. And also on the client side, there should be clear instructions. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's okay to use Trello board, Asana, Notion. There's a lot of project management tools out there. 
But please make sure that when you put instruction, at least it is clearer than having just a phrase. <laughs> because there are clients who, for example, we have this property sourcing where you will find comparables of properties. At least you can see the sales comparables and rent comparables just to know if the property is profitable or not. The client will just send this VA just a postcode. There's no number of beds. There's no location. <laughs> there's, no, there's no area overview. So expectation-wise, the VA didn't know what to do. And then after that, the VA chased the client. So the client will just insist it's okay to just find the properties by using the postcode. Hey, for me, you should have a clear instructions in order for you to meet your expectations as well with the VA because we are not magicians. <laughs> are you talking about me? Because I feel like I did that. I gave her a general region. I was like, ah, this area. And luckily she came back to me with questions of, okay, what kind of property kind of feeding, force feeding me to answer what, to narrow it down. <laughs> So I, I appreciated that. Sometimes I just don't have the mental capacity to answers of what is it that I really want. I want this general thing. <laughs> and then you figure out yeah. what I want. <laughs> so luckily she yeah, actually yelled at that, but I, I'm totally guilty of doing that. So that's where communication came in. So they need to ask questions in order for at least to have a clear understanding of the task. And yeah. also... You need to be flexible as well. The VA should be flexible when it comes to time, when it comes to tasks, but also the clients should also be flexible with their VAs because we don't know everything. We should have a clear understanding as well of the limitations as well of the VAs. That's why it is a collaboration. Mm -hmm. There are clients who wanted to outsource everything to their VA and then leave it like that. It's like the VA is the one who's managing the business. So if something happens, the fault will be on the VA side. So it's really a no-no for me. Uh, it's I a collaboration. It's still your business. So we are just a support. So Yeah, there's definitely a lot of ways that you can lean on your VA and rely on them for things. But yeah, it's definitely a two-way conversation. I always appreciate with people that I'm working with, vendors, when they ask questions, when they don't know, or tell me, this is the biggest thing. Mostly I've seen this with contractors when I'm hiring contractors as tell me what you're not capable of, right? Instead of pretending that you're capable and then wasting our time with not being able to actually produce. I always appreciate that open communication because I'm not going to judge somebody that says, look, I'm not familiar with that. I haven't been trained in that. I can try, but really this is outside of my realm. I have a lot more respect for somebody who knows their abilities than somebody that is just going to say that they can do it and then lead me on and then not produce, right? So that's kind of like goes in line with those communications or having good communication skills, right? Yes. And also the last thing would be fair compensation with the VA because it's very cost effective of having a VA because when it comes to conversion rate of mm -hmm. dollars to peso, so it's more cheaper than hiring in-house staff. There are clients who we call it as low ballers. So they wanted to pay the VA 
for the task will be video editing, something like that. There are VAs who will will agree with that rate, especially those who are starting up. Mm-hmm. But the value that your VA is giving you should be also be well compensated as well on their end. So at least they will love the job, they will love you as a client, and they will stay with you for a long term. And I always tell this to the VA that skills can be learned because everything is online. You can find answers on Google, on YouTube, but maintaining or having a good working relationship with the client, it's you. So it's your attitude. So we need to keep that kind of consistency. Who would have thought that I will have my own outsourcing because of my client? <laughs> so yeah, and up until now, we are still friends. So I still okay. ask about her kids. So yeah, that's awesome. That is so funny when you said us girls. I thought you were gonna say, you know, us girls. We're so supportive. She told me to start a business. <laughs> you said, you know, us <laughs> girls. We're so jealous. <laughs> she thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Last question before I get to our final fun round of questions. In your mm-hmm. opinion, when do you think a business owner, real estate agent, real estate investor should hire a VA? Actually, anytime. <laughs> Actually, our, yeah, you're biased. Our Why am I asking you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, our tagline is don't let time manage you. So, hire a VA. So, for me, anytime. There are clients of ours who are just starting up. There's no property yet. The business is still on the registration stage. But the VA can also help with the admin, with the paperwork, and also with setting up with the tools. And we also have clients who are also established. So those established ones, they already have lots of lots of tasks that they can outsource to the VA. That's why on our portal, there's no minimum and maximum hours required because there are clients who are just starting. And I'm... I wanted to help those starting business because I I used to be there. And especially when it comes, when you are working as a one-man team, so it's hard to do everything on your own. So if you already feel that you're no longer happy (laughs) waking up and starting a day, you need to outsource someone that has on your plate. Basically, so, if you're yeah. unhappy, consider hiring a VA is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, because the other things that there are times that you're not, you're no longer happy because you're doing the task that you don't want to do, but you have to do because it's your business. So just outsource it to the VA and the VA will take it from there. Yeah, there's definitely things I have to do that I can't outsource, like working out. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do yeah. it. <laughs> Don't want to. Can't outsource that one. But for the majority, I try to outsource things. And sometimes it's hard to even think of how to outsource things that I don't want to do. I'm sure that a lot of listeners get caught up in this. It's just faster if I do it myself is something that I hear, something my own brain tells me. There's a lot of little tasks like that. It's just faster if I do it myself. It's just faster if I do it myself. What would you say to somebody who's having those thoughts? And if you've had those same thoughts? Yes, actually, I used to be a one-man team before I started the business, doing the process alone, though I have a business partner. It's really hard for you to outsource those tasks that you're doing every day 
expectation-wise, it's very ironic. I run an outsourcing team, but I just recently hired my own VA. <laughs> just during the pandemic. <laughs> just during the pandemic because I have this feeling, expectation-wise, I'm not sure if the VA can do exactly how I do things. Because I used to be one. I used to be a virtual assistant before. So I know how to do things in a more faster way. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure how they can do it, the same thing that I do. But when you learn how to trust the VA, when you learn how to delegate things, there are times that they can do it much better than you can. So why not outsource it to them? So it's very usual, especially when you are running the business alone for a long time. But yeah. That is very ironic and interesting because I was going to ask you, how has having virtual assistants help you grow to where you are? Like how important were they for you? Yeah. It, were they? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Actually, I have 10 virtual assistants right now. Okay. Before, yes, before when I was just alone. I don't have time with my family, though I'm working from home, so my kids can see me. So, but there are limitations mm -hmm. because I have lots of things on my plates that I need to finish every day. We only have 24 hours, but I'm working eight days a week <laughs> because, you know, there's a lot of things to do. So for me, having the right people that can help you to scale up, Especially right now, I already have my own digital marketing team wherein they are just 20 years old. So they are has a fresh mind when it comes to ideas, creativity. Because being creative, it, it is not a transferable skills. Right. <laughs> so yeah. you, you can teach someone to be creative. Yeah, so yeah, true. it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to find someone who can, who has the same creativity like you. So yeah, so for me, when I learn how to delegate, when they help me, especially when it comes to Legion, I already received or I already achieved that kind of freedom wherein mm -hmm. I was hospitalized. That was last month. I don't need to worry about my business because it's running even though I'm not there at my office because I have my VAs doing the lead generation. My social medias are updated. I have my own digital marketing manager who's doing the interviews, who's doing the onboarding. I have this executive assistant who's doing the shortlisting the candidates. So I don't need to worry about my business because I have extra pair of hands that is working for the business. And yeah, I was hospitalized because I don't drink lots of water. <laughs> and <Hey>. I, <laughs> you can't yeah. outsource that. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's the time that I had to Your go to the hospital. Yeah. Yes, but having a VA is really, it helps me a lot. Especially I'm doing coaching as well. So I have coaches. I have four coaches and I have admins as well. I have four Facebook accounts, actually. So I have my own page. I have my personal one. I have two other Facebook for my coaching and also for the clients. Because I don't want the client to see my personal Facebook. It, because it's our freedom wall. Right, <laughs> I have right, lots right. of Yeah, there's got to be yeah. some separation there. Yeah. That is great. And really a testament to having the VAs and the support is that the fact that you're 
able to take time off, time off, right. To recover, (laughs) to be in the hospital and business didn't drop, which is what I was looking for with when I hired my first VA, right. Because I was getting busy and getting ready to start a family. So we know when you have a baby, you take some time off and that's what I needed as well. And just more time freedom. So that's kind of what having VAs have, has given me besides the time freedom I've also been able to serve my clients better because I can set up a system and trust that the VAs will do the communications or client gifts, right? When I, I left my own devices would drop the ball on that because I have so many plates spinning in the air. I can't always remember birthdays and such like that. So I'm actually able to give better service as well as have a bit more time freedom and hire somebody. I have Elaine doing my social media and she's just knocking it out of the park. Amazing. So creative, so talented. And uh, I appreciate her and all of her efforts. She seems to be working way more. It feels like I get guilty almost like she's working so much harder than I am. But I know all of these things come a lot easier to her than they were would to me, but I am is still getting back in the motion of going back to work after having the baby. And I know that I still have a lot more that I could be delegating to my two VAs that I ended up hiring. They have so much potential and it's have so many options to and abilities that I just have to sit down and really hash out that I, I can grow so much faster with them behind me, by my side, helping me, supporting me. So it's really a great place to be in, to feel like I have this team for my business, for my life, right? Because these can be personal tasks. These can be business tasks as well. So super cool. I love this interview so far. And I hope that anybody listening is getting inspired to either hire a VA to help them in their business, or even the first step, in my opinion, is looking, just taking like an inventory of all the things that you do on a day-to-day basis, look at your to-do lists and, and really highlight the things that bring you joy, that you're really good at, that only you could do, and maybe circle the tasks that you could outsource. There's plenty, right? There's plenty that I'm, I'm doing that I could do more. I could delegate more, right? But that's going to be the first step to hiring because then you'll know what is it that I'm already doing that I that I could delegate and I don't want to do as well as taking a look at something like the 101 tasks document that you that gives ideas on what we can delegate and think like oh besides taking these off my plate I could also grow my business by adding things on that's that's kind of the formula that I used when when coming up with a template of tasks that I wanted for my VAs to do So let's hop into these last few questions. Yeah. Now, Mary, as a business owner, do you have any business book recommendations? Yes, I'm actually, my dad, I used to have this book before and I'm a fan of reading because we, I lived in a family where in education is very important. So I am a consistent honor student before. Expectation wise with my family, they have high standards when it comes to education. Because as parents, um, even myself, after I became a parent, I all, only want what's best for my kids. So I have this book, this 
I saw this from my dad's shelves before. It is called How to Win Friends and Influence People. I am a graduate of psychology and this book really helped me because it's really hard to manage people because we have different beliefs, we have different religions. But for me, in order for you to influence and become friends with others, I think it should come down with being a role model as well. So you should always <clears throat> being a friend to your staff and also in order for them to be more motivated to work. So I don't imply that you don't do micromanaging with the, with the VAs, but for me, <clears throat> you should always put yourself on their shoes mm-hmm. and be friends with them. So at least they don't, they will not lie to you. They will... If ever there's a conflict, they can just go to you as a friend. They can open it up. So they don't afraid to do mistakes if you are doing that kind of motivation to your VA. And also, it will influence them to be a better person as well. So they will look at you as their idol. <laughs> so yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a lot of your VAs do look at you as their idol, being that you were a VA. Now you're not just running one company, you're running multiple companies or with or one big company with multiple arms and abilities, but you're definitely a doer. So you should be inspiring them. Absolutely. I mean, you inspire me. What is, by the way, I love that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. That was a great choice. Dale Carnegie, I believe, wrote that. And that's one of those books that when people talk about, they talk about it and read it multiple times, like once a year. There's, I've talked to many people that say that. So great, great (laughs) recommendation. Next question. Tell us, the listeners and myself, what is something that you are currently obsessed with? It could be personal. It could be not big, little. What are you currently obsessed with? We have to know. Yeah, I find joy in giving. That's why right now we already have 10 scholars. We already helping 50 kids on the school that we built. We also help cancer patients. And recently, two weeks ago, we started helping the animal shelter. So those dogs and cats who are strays and rescued. So we are giving them dog food, cat food, and cash for the vetting. Oh, so, my Because I love vetting. So <laughs> tell me more about these charities that you're helping. It sounds like you're really giving back to the community, which is huge. Yes. Why haven't we talked about this before? Yes, actually, it's like paying it forward. You know, pandemic happened, but I didn't, I didn't feel it because the outsourcing business is still ongoing. It's just that we can't go outside. That's why the community here awarded me because even though it's not allowed to go outside, I just go outside. So I give milks, diapers, foods for the kids because the government is just giving us noodles, canned goods. And I was thinking, how's the babies? Right. And But prior to that, the business model that I have, the core value of my business is to help so for every client who signed up with our service, I'm taking 10% of the one-off fee in order for me to fund the charity works that we're doing. So for the past seven years, we were able to produce 10 scholars. And I'm very happy. Last, oh. Let me just share this with you very briefly. Last month, 
the school year just ended and half of the scholars that we have are achievers. So they received an award. So I'm very, very happy and I'm very, very proud of them. And also, I I started this campaign wherein we build a school at the top of the mountain in one of the remote provinces here in the Philippines. Actually, the kids there, they will need to walk two hours from their home to the to the school and then going back two hours from school to their home because it's very remote area and for me my kids are very blessed and it's heartbreaking for me to know that there are kids who are really underprivileged that's why we built that kind of learning center and we are already helping 50 students there and also we have a foundation for those kids who has cancer Actually, before, we are supporting 20 kids, but right now, they're only 15 because five of them already died. And, but at least, at some point of their lives, at least they know that someone is willing to support them. And also, just recently, as I mentioned, I'm a, I'm a pet lover. So I recently helped those dogs and cats who needs love, rehoming. So my husband and I go to the animal shelter so we give foods for the dogs and for the cats. And it's kind of heartbreaking to see them abandoned. But at least seeing the tails wagging. You're able to do all of these things because you have VAs. You're able to give back to the community more. Yeah. Because you have more time, yeah. right? When I think that's beautiful, you and your husband can go visit the shelter, right? Mm-hmm. I'd love to do that. That's yeah. great. Yes, and yet also I'm a strong believer that when you share your blessing, it really multiplies. So, yeah, thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank for you are so inspiring right now with the businesses <laughs> and with charity work. I need to get my button gear. Obviously, I need to be giving more than I than I am. So, thank you so much. It's very <laughs> very inspiring. So. Last two questions, Mary, what is next for you? What's next on the agenda, on the horizon, goals? Where are you going? Yes, actually, I have another office. So it is located in Manila because I'm located here in Cavite, which is 30 minutes away from Manila. And it is located in a business center. So it is in Taguig. So I recently have, you know, a call center type of unit there, but I'm still not in a position wherein I can renovate it yet. Mm-hmm. So one step at a time, I don't want to start big and then eventually lose everything. So I want it to be slowly, but at least I am sure of what I'm doing. Yeah. So I think that's the next part of the virtual assistant portal page. Hopefully we can have 200 agents there for the call center. Because right now, I only have a small team here on the call center that I have here on the second floor. But there will be a bigger team waiting ahead of us maybe next year or next, next year. So, But I know I'll get there as long as, you know, you put your heart and prayers as well. So it's not impossible. Absolutely. You're doing something right. And I'm, I believe 100% that you're going to get there. And that's going to be such a big service to your clients. That is super cool. Lastly, how can people connect with you, watch you grow and look into hiring you for any of your services and going through your company? 
Yes, we have a social media account. So Virtual Assistant Portal PH is our Facebook and also in our Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so you can email me at mary at virtualassistantportalph.com. So at least you can have the free guides. Yeah. <laughs> email her for the free guides. I'm telling you, 100 yeah. tasks you can outsource to your VA. If you're listening to this stuck thinking, I don't have anything this wouldn't add value. I can't think of anything. She's taking the thinking out of it for you. Just an idea of some of the things that I outsource. I talked about social media, which backing up, I was looking to hire one VA. I ended up hiring two because the job description that I had was so wide reaching between data entry and social media, right? There's like a lot of creative tasks and a lot of more like data entry creating of landing pages, right? It wasn't as in line. It just seemed too, too vast different of roles. When, when reviewing resumes, it seemed like everybody was good at one role or the other. Right. So that's why I ended up hiring two. And I'm very happy with the both. So that might be something that somebody has to do as well. But I have the admin one for my real estate sales business, mostly of doing more administrative roles, right? Eventually, maybe transaction coordinating, but also doing a lot of the back end stuff, setup, CRM stuff, client relationships, sending out little gifts, like I mentioned. There's a lot that's to be done and more, and as well as doing some cold calling for my investing business, as well as finding seller leads for my sales business. And then I have the whole social media and podcast editing side of it, which is taking off as well. Like I said, both my VAs are doing a great job and I'm very grateful to, to you, Mary. I'm grateful we were able to connect. If you'd like to connect with Mary, I'm going to put her contact information in the show notes. Like she said, she's available on Instagram, or you can send her an email, get those PDFs. And thank you so much, Mary, for being on our show today. I think you've created probably lots of clients for yourself, but really instilled in people's minds the possibilities of growth and getting some time back. So I appreciate you being here. Yes, thank you so much. I really enjoyed our conversation and I look forward for more podcast episodes. <laughs> Well, that was our interview. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it, like, subscribe, support the show for more content like this. And if you are so inclined, I'd love a five-star review. It'll help me in the algorithm and reach more people. That would be wonderful. If you'd like to connect with the show, feel free to go to the website, obsessedwithrealestateshow.com, where you can find all of the resources, all the book recommendations, links to those, as well as submit to be a guest on the show. You can find me on Instagram, follow and reach out at Alana George underscore real estate. I'd love if you reached out and said hello, as well as if you are interested in syndications, my website, clearconnectioncapital.com has a lot of information on what syndications are, why they're beneficial as real estate investments. So check that out. I will see you on the next episode.